A number of organizations in the United States focus on statistics education, and you can add the U.S. Congress to the list. A bill introduced in the House earlier this year seeks to help support and improve stats education in pre-K through 12 and in higher ed. It's also the focus of this episode of Stats and Stories, where we explore the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics. I'm Rosemary Pennington. Stats and Stories is a production of Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media, Journalism, and Film, as well as the American Statistical Association. Joining me, as always, is regular panelist John Baylor, Emeritus Professor of Statistics at Miami University. Our guests today are Donna Lalonde and Steve Pearson. Lalonde is the Associate Executive Director of the American Statistical Association. Association. Prior to joining the ASA in 2015, she was a faculty member at Washburn University where she enjoyed teaching and learning with colleagues and students. At the ASA, she supports activities associated with presidential initiatives, accreditation, education, and professional development. She's also a co-host of the Practical Significance podcast, which John and I appeared on in May. Pearson is the Director of Science Policy for the ASA. In his role, he works to raise the profile of the statistics discipline, government stats, and statisticians nationally. He also advocates on behalf of ASA members and for more engagement of statisticians and the need to invest in our data infrastructure. The ASA has been uh, supportive of the Data Science and Literacy Act of 2023, and Donna and Steve are here to talk with us about it. Thank you both for joining us once again at Stats and Stories. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. You know, this this was really cool when I first heard about this idea of a bill, a data science education bill, not not something that I thought would have just come to the minds of most representatives without a little bit of prodding. Can can you give us a, well, maybe just first, what does the what's the bill designed to do? And then maybe we can loop back and talk a little bit about kind of an origin story. Well, obviously, the bill has has several pages to it, but it boils down to supporting schools, teachers, educators who want to implement data literacy education, which of course includes statistics and includes data science. And, you know, as you know, there's not a lot of curriculum out there. Uh, as you know, there's not teachers coming out with data science degrees. And so it's a lot of professional development is needed, curriculum is needed, and just general support for these schools who want to take the initiative. Let's find ways to support them through the Department of Education. Why this bill now? I mean, we've had this ongoing conversation, I think, um, for years about sort of the importance of data literacy and statistical literacy. But why this bill now? Why is it? It got introduced, I think, in February of this year. Yes. Well, I think there's there's several reasons, Rosemary. One is just, you know, state of science education is growing at K through 12 and, and, you know, especially exploding at the undergraduate and, and, uh, and graduate level. Uh, and so there is this need, this recognition that 21st century jobs require data uh, and, and working with data, learn, you know, getting knowledge from that. Um, to that point, last fall, the National Academies hosted a, I think it was a two-day workshop on, on K-12 through data science education. So it's certainly a recognized need. There's growing recognition and there's just a need for, for this kind of input. So that is that is one of the drivers. I also want to just recognize that a year or two ago, Senator Padilla led a letter to both the Department of Education and the National Science Foundation saying, hey, what are you doing around data science education? So there's that interest in Congress. Um, And so our motivation in having this bill introduced 
was to make sure the ASA and statisticians had a voice in that. And so that, that was part of our motivation. And on this point, I need to credit uh, the ASA Science Policy Fellow at the time, Edward Wu, who took a leadership role in you know, having the ASA do this and drafting the bill. Yeah, that's, that's a, a great segue into the, the next question that I have is, how do you go from a good idea to a bill? And you, can you kind of take us through a little bit of, of the, the key steps, key components, and maybe a little bit of the timeline associated with that? Yeah, so we saw the letter, I must have been around a year and a half ago, and, and that's also the time that, that Ed started as, a, as the ASA Science Policy Fellow, I guess, I guess two years ago. And, you know, we, we saw that these discussions were happening, right? We saw the interest in data science education. So Ed and I, you know, started in talking with just, you know, Donna and what are the needs there and the ASA committees that focus on undergraduate and, um, and, and also K through 12 education. So try to do what are the needs, where are the opportunities? Uh, and from there, you know, we, we, kind of borrowed the playbook of another profession, right? We started looking at what other bills are out there regarding kind of technical education. And so uh, we've been pretty open in saying we borrowed a lot from the playbooks of the computer science educators. There are bills, you know, that, that you'll see a lot of similarities uh, with. Donna, in the press release the ASA um, sent out, you're quoted as saying, it's essential all children leave high school able to live and work in a data-driven world. And I imagine sort of thinking about, um, I know your interest in K-12 through education, what do you think would be like the best case scenario for if this bill gets passed, how it could impact K-12 through education around data and stats? I, I think that the best case scenario would be that all all states would have the resources to look at their curriculum and make sure that the, the teachers, both, um, both professional development for existing teachers, for current teachers, but also to support pre-service educators acquiring the necessary skills and knowledge to feel comfortable teaching um, in a, a data-rich context. And, you know, that maybe sounds like, well, of course, teachers are comfortable teaching in a data rich context, but that's that's really a heavy lift, right? It go, it, it's a heavy lift from finding the data to um, analyzing the data. And we we want, I think, with with the commitment from this bill to professional development, we can make that lift somewhat less heavy. You know, that's that's interesting to think about this. And in particular, you know, the 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 pre-service teachers have have their dance cards very full. They have a, a pretty highly specified co collection of requirements. And in, in some ways, to, to introduce more data science aspects to the pre-service training is, is suggesting that other things will probably be removed. And that's that seems like I, I, I know I, I don't want to dive into the oh, dear, that's a real that that could be really tough. But it's but it's an important recognition that needs change. And I think that that I, I appreciate kind of this. What, what have you have you thought at all about that or what that might what that might mean? Yeah, well, I think the really exciting thing about this for me as a as a person who um, in my past life spent uh, time in uh, pre-service math and, and science education is um, this is there's this real opportunity in data science to take an integrative approach, which my colleagues in elementary education already sort of know 
uh, about. And, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a real fan of the middle school team approach. Well, I, I feel like we, with data science, right, data science touches everything. And so, yeah, John, you're, you're raising a really good point that um, if we approach it from, if we put this in, this has to go, then that's going to be a tension that is going to re be really difficult to, to uh, reconcile. But if we approach it from this is what we're doing and this is how we can do it better and the skills and knowledge gained in statistics class get really transferred to science, chemistry class, biology class, physical science class, then I think that integrated approach really moves us forward and I think prepares our kids for really fulfilling career, further study, life, work. And um, as I guess I was quoted um, in the in the release, just being good citizens. I, I love this integrated approach idea. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think the, I'm looking on, on the Congress's website, which, you know, it's so handy to have that, but I think it's right. It's been referred to the House Committee on Education and the Workforce. Um, I, I assume it's still in that, correct. in that committee. If this bill actually would would make it through both houses of Congress intact in its current form, what would it actually allow educators to do? Like, what is what is the the brass tacks of what would it let them do um, if this were were passed? So it sets up a voluntary grant program at the Department of Education, which means you know we're not putting requirements on anyone to apply for this money or to to do these things, but they can apply for funding for the professional training, right, of the of, of teachers who might have degrees in computer science or science or mathematics to get the data science skills. But it also allows for curriculum development and dissemination. There is a, a call out provision there for two year community colleges, which is that was purposeful because of the the role that two year colleges play in in just diversifying our STEM ed workforce, right? They're, they're, they're a very important uh, vehicle in that regard. So what, what do two-year colleges need, right? They, need, they definitely need the curriculum, right? They need the professional development, but as importantly, because they serve as kind of a, uh, a job skills training program for that region, they need to reach out to the local companies uh, to find out what are the data science skills that they need. So there's, there's funding for that. And you know, just like all instructors, they are very busy, right? So how do they carve out the time to do that sort of outreach? There's also kind of support for two-year colleges to do um, just the transition to, for those students to do a four-year degree and try to make that as seamless as possible. But implicit in this, Rosemary, is just the idea that not only do we want to further data science and literacy education, but we also want to diversify the, the STEM ed workforce, right? We, we need more STEM workers in the US and it's important that it be a diverse workforce for, for, for many reasons. You know, I, I'm curious, how, do, how did you get four representatives to sign on as co-sponsors? So I've, I heard, you know, I, I heard kind of this background of being inspired or finding these templates of other sort of technology curriculum bills coming through. And then you, you had a nice template for, for building one with data science. Then, then did, did you shop it around to, to representatives? I mean, how did that process work? I, so that, I'm glad you asked about that, John. 
so we had been shopping around for a while and we had this we had a staffer who is uh an einstein fellow which means she is a uh, a k-12 through educator serving a year in congress as a fellow and she was very enthusiastic and supportive about this uh, and we've been talking to them as well as others a, a, a lot um, and ultimately we were connected with representative haley stevens of michigan through through our colleagues at the American Mathematical Society. And Representative Stevens' staff was very enthusiastic and at one point told us that she, the Representative Stevens liked the bill so much, she wanted it to be her first bill introduced in this new Congress. So, so that was terrific. Um, in talking to many people, you know, we, we, as you know, Representative Beyer of Virginia is one of the original sponsors, right? And he makes sense because the ASA headquarters is in his district. More importantly, he has this strong interest in, in AI. So he's pursuing a master's in AI and he's on the science committee. Mr. We did a lot of shopping around and I'll, I'll go on to say that Mr. Baird of Indiana has Purdue in his district. Uh, he's also an original sponsor of a bill that's called the Mathematical and Statistical Modeling Act, which does a lot of it, 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 it. There's a lot of synergies. It's more research based and it's also more uh, and it's focused on NSF. Ms. Kim of California is on the Education and Workforce Committee. And if you go to her website, there's a line in the biography that says STEM education is vital for America's competitiveness. Unfortunately, they went for it. So yes, there's a lot of shopping around and, and things just fell in place this spring, winter, to get the four of them on. You're listening to Stats and Stories, and today we're talking with the ASA's Donna Lalonde and Steve Pearson about the Data Science and Literacy Act of 2023, which is currently slowly making its way through Congress. Yeah. As, as I looked at kind of its status, I, I was expecting you two to break out in, in uh, Schoolhouse Rock, I'm Just a Bill, you know, so, uh, and, and, and that's probably now such an old reference that people are going to have to go search on their favorite browser to find that song played. Uh, so now help me understand how long it's going to take to go through this process. I, I look at, at kind of the, t the task list here. So it's introduction, past House, past Senate, to president signed into law. And right now it's living in a subcommittee, correct? Of that, that's correct, John. And it, and it is going to be a long process. As you know, from, you know, Schoolhouse Rock, uh, a lot of bills never become law, right? It's a small fraction. But that doesn't mean that we're not, you know, achieving our goals and, and making a dent. Having the, you know, having members of Congress talking about this bill, considering it, is raising the awareness, and that is that is vital, right? But we're also injecting ASA's voice into this, and I want to talk a little bit more, and I want Donna too as well, of what is the important voice that statistics brings to data science education. The other thing we are doing, in addition to just making members of Congress and their staff aware of statisticians and the ASA and and data science so that they can be promoting it to their constituents and, and students is we're also, you know, building on relationships. And so I already mentioned the American Mathematical Society. And yes, we have these longstanding relationships with them, but having this collaboration with them is really important. We, we also have, it's kind of our core group. We've got uh, data science for everyone run out of the University of Chicago, where Zurich Droza is, you know, really energetic and contributing a lot. The STEMX Coalition is run by Patel there in Ohio. They're a strong supporter of this. 
as well as INFORMS, which is the Professional Associations of Operations Researchers and also Management Scientists. So, so we're building on these relationships and you know, preventing kind of a, a united voice on the importance of data science education. Well, Donna, I will ask uh, Steve's question. What does statistics have to add to the conversation about data literacy and data science? So, Rosemary, I will answer that question. But if I if I might, <laughs> um, I'd love to I'd love to just um, add a little bit to the notion of collaboration, because for me, one of the really exciting things about being involved in education initiatives at at the ASA is this opportunity to collaborate with like minded um, individuals and organizations. And Steve has mentioned some, but um, I think we would be remiss not to uh, give a shout out to our colleagues at uh, NCTM, the National Council of Teachers of Mathematics, because the conversations that we've had about how to support K-12 mathematics um, educators uh, has been really Im important and continues to be really important. And the ASA has a, a longstanding joint committee relationship with with NCTM. And, and, and I think the, the bigger picture about that is, is that there are just so many talented individuals in every state that are committed to working for kids. And that is just, uh, you know, regardless of the struggles, that is really wonderful to be to be a part of. But to answer your question, let's say let's take that data word. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think that my colleagues would drum me out of the uh, the American Statistical Association if um, I didn't say that uh, statisticians and st uh, statistics had a lot to say about data. And it has a lot to say about how you collect and consider the data. What data you even want to collect and consider, right? So I, I think it's not, I think it's a, fair to say that something that data science and statistics have um, have in common is, you know, is that notion of a driving question, right? mm -hmm. that something that is going to drive the the investigation, wanting to understand a phenomenon better, you know, wanting to make a decision about a policy, you know, let's let's be frank, wanting to make a marketing decision, right? I mean, there's it. I think it's across all of our, our work life. So what statistics education brings to data science education is the knowledge of how to um, how to formulate that question, how to understand what data you should consider and co collect. Boy, and I have to say a really important thing that statistics education brings to data science education is the ethical considerations. We have as, as John knows, the ASA has professional guidelines uh, for ethical statistical practice. And, you know, those, those ethical guidelines need to be infused in, in the curriculum, you know, sort of beginning in kindergarten, right? If you're collecting data, you need to be thinking about the ramifications of the impact of that, that data collection. And then I would say the other um, contribution that we make, and obviously it is a contribution and it is in collaboration with lots of um, other disciplines, but in particular, our colleagues in computer science education. You know, we, we bring the knowledge of what's the appropriate technology that should be used to both 
collect, but also analyze. And then I'll say a very important um, part of that is visualize. And if I could jump onto that for a, for a moment, I mean, besides the, the great points that, that, that Donna added, um, you know, that, that, um, you know, statistics is the science of learning from data. So of course it has this overlap with, with data science, right? But in addition, in terms of the instruction of statistics at K through 12 and at community colleges, there's also, I mean, there's a lot of the similar challenges as I've already mentioned that the people teaching statistics, you know, the vast majority, I would say, do not have a statistics degree. And it's going to be the same way with data science. And statisticians, ASA, and the broader community of which NCTM is part, they have this way to provide that professional development, right? And the, 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 the GAZE report, the Guidelines for Assessment, Instruction, and Statistics Education is an important part of that. What should be taught? How should be taught? So, so ASA and statisticians bring a lot of, I would say, kind of the logistics and the framework that could be used for informing the people in data science education what could be taught. I was just going to say, John, you actually mentioned it at the beginning. You said those pre-service teachers, their dance card is pretty full. And so oftentimes that dance card doesn't, I mean, it, obviously you you cannot become expert in, in everything, in every subject. And so, But what I, what I think teachers are great at is they are great at learning how to learn. And so it is the responsibility of the professional associations ASA and NCTM and a response and others as well, of course, a responsibility we take very seriously is to contribute meaningful professional development. You know, I, Steve, Steve, I think you were looking at my notes because I was just <laughs> I just jotted down a, a note about gays. And I, I know that there was recently a, a revision and an update to some of these guidelines, these guidelines for assessment of instruction of stat education. Uh, how has data science started to to move into some of these guidelines and recommendations that are, are that the society is promoting for the community teaching st stats wow john i think that is just such a <laughs> wonderful question <laughs> it's, it's just such a wonderful question and what what it takes me back to is um at the most recent sdss conference so symposium on data science and, and statistics right so one of our, one of our meetings there was a plenary panel about careers in data science right and someone raised their hand and asked the question of the plenary panel, which included, and I, I think Kathy Ensworth was the our, our past president was the chair and you know, sort of number of a number of other folk, but raised the question. So what's the difference between data science and statistics, right? And so, and I got to admit, I, I think that that is a really important question. And I think it's one we're struggling to answer, right? I feel, I feel like what we do know, though, is, is that statistics and statistics education has, has a, a rich history. And there are some foundational knowledge that you, that you need to acquire. And I think that's what Gaze is bringing to the table. But that said, the revision of gaze acknowledges that our approach to teaching statistics can, can be more data-driven in the sense that it can involve more real-world data, right? So we can get students at an early age dealing with messy data, understanding that when you collect the data, that there are transformations that you might need to make to actually make that usable to answer your specific question. So 
I think at the K-12, especially at K-12, that's what I'm seeing with the influence of, of data science. I think we're becoming more aware that real world experiences, open-ended questions, questions that deal with the uncertainty. And so you have to be comfortable that there is not a single answer. Now I'm, I'm thinking about the way that this was this bill was framed and it was it was very clearly bipartisan, which I thought that was very interesting. So right from the start, you were trying to get the the broadest possible support for this bill. And and you know, it sounds like that it's still it's still a goal and it's still continuing but you're trying to generate you know more supporters in congress and more you know at the house side and then ultimately at the senate side you know so are, are you going to be asking all of uh, all all the people listening to the show to, to write to their representatives and encourage <laughs> them to to sign on as not just write john but also to meet with them and the asa is happy to support those meetings i get to sit in on a lot of these meetings and it's really a pleasure because i get to hear the passion of our members and others in the community speaking to this. And I've got to say that the reception has been really terrific. People get, you know, data science and data literacy, right? And, and, and there are people putting it alongside reading literacy, right? And math literacy and, and recognize, as an example, I was on with a dean of a university in Indiana speaking with an office and the staffer grew up on a farm and he immediately said, I get it. You know, data, we, we've got all of these sensors in our combines and in our, you know, in, in the cedars, right? Agriculture is hugely dependent upon it. And I could give you a number of examples of how people get that. Now, you know, a challenge is we are looking to add a program at Department of Education in lean budget times. And, you know, you might have heard in the first presidential Republican debate that there are people who want to just eradicate, uh, you know, get rid of the Department of Education. So that is a challenge for us, but people get this and it's going to allow us to explore other ways to promote data science and literacy education. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode of Stats and Stories. Good luck getting it through Congress. Uh, yeah. We'll definitely be watching it as it moves through, hopefully, both houses. Um, thank you both so much for being here today, Donna and Steve. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Stats and Stories is a partnership between Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media, Journalism and Film and the American Statistical Association. You can follow us on Twitter at Stats and Stories, Apple Podcast, or other places where you find podcasts. If you'd like to share your thoughts on the program, send your email to statsandstories at miamioh.edu or check us out at statsandstories.net. And be sure to listen for future editions of Stats and Stories, where we discuss the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics. Thanks.